And joining us now to talk about all of this is President Trump's communications director from 2020, Tim Murtaugh. Tim, um, I first of all, I got to get your take on so many different things. But first, let's go after um, the energy move where he made us energy dependent at a point where right now we are basically paying Russia for oil, as are other countries. And yet he's claiming to the world, OK, I'm sanctioning, I'm doing all these things. And yet, you know that there is so much money that's coming to Russia that indeed is going to be used for those weapons against Ukraine. It's heartbreaking. Oh, sure, Rita. And it's great to be with you again. Thanks for having me on. You know, Biden talked tough about sanctioning Russia, and, and he's correct, I believe, that that uh, America should stand with Ukraine and against the brutal invasion by Vladimir Putin. But Joe Biden squandered his ability to use one of the weapons that he has at his disposal, and that's to sanction Russia's energy industries. We were energy independent, as you just pointed out, under President Trump, and Joe Biden squandered that on purpose. On his first day in office, he attacked our own production by shutting down production and and exploration in Anwar up in Alaska. He killed the Keystone XL pipeline. He has been absolutely openly hostile to American energy production. And so this has left him vulnerable and not able to use all the weapons that would normally be at his disposal to sanction Russia. And here's Biden's problem. If he were to sanction Russia's energy industry and impede their ability to sell oil and natural gas and coal to Europe and the rest of the world, uh, he would have to increase domestic production here at home to compensate. But the environmental extremists who are in charge of his administration won't let him do that. And what that means, the bottom line is, is that it means that environmental radicals are making national security decisions for the United States of America. That's outrageous. Americans, Americans ought to be horrified that this is that our our international national security decisions have been turned over to the leftist green crowd. It's it's amazing. It is. It's shocking. And especially at a time like this, where it's amazing to me, Tim Murtaugh, that this president didn't even say, well, you know what, Uh, maybe try to acquiesce that that left wing fringe. And again, I agree, it's a radical policy to begin with. But even just say, hey, listen, just due to the world security right now, I'm going to take a pause. He wouldn't even have the guts to do that. It's like he doesn't even want to take on any part of that party. No, and he can't. I mean, they're, they're the ones. We warned everybody in 2020 and 2019 that that's, this is what would happen, that Biden would be a pawn of the left and that he would kill jobs and he would, he would stifle and strangle uh, the American energy industry. And he has done exactly that. And it's because he's powerless to oppose these folks. He can't say, no, uh, I think what we ought to do is increase production. He can't because they won't let him. It's where he needs the, the left uh, to make – look, if you didn't have the support of the left, where would his approval ratings be? I yeah. mean he's already in the mid-30s now. If he lost the support of the leftist uh, environmental extremists in his party, he'd be nowhere. So what does he come up with yesterday? He's going to release, what, 60 million – barrels of oil from the strategic or 30 million from the American strategic reserve total of about 60 million. And do you know what that is? He's releasing enough oil in this country for uh, less than three days of this country's oil consumption. That's what his answer to this is. And that's how he says, oh, I'm going to try to drive gas prices down three days worth of oil 
What sort of approach is that? Yeah, it is shocking. And speaking of um, security, too, um, I couldn't believe he said this. And everybody, we're talking to Tim Murtaugh, um, President Trump's great uh, 2020 communication director. Tim, you know, I couldn't, my jaw dropped when he said this last night that we're into protecting and securing the border. I want to play this and get your reaction because this president, that border has been so wide open. As you know, we've had more illegal immigrants coming in uh, than we have in decades. And yet he wanted us to buy this malarkey that he was selling last night. This is him last night uh, talking about that. We've set up joint patrols in Mexico and Guatemala to catch more human traffickers. We're putting in place dedicated immigration judges in a significant larger number so families fleeing persecution and violence can have their cases, cases heard faster and those who don't legitimately hear can be sent back. We're screening, we're securing commitments and supporting partners in South and Central America to host more refugees and secure their own borders. We can do all this while keeping lit the torch of liberty that has led the generation of immigrants to this land, my forebears and many of yours. Provide a pathway to citizenship for dreamers, those with temporary status, farm workers, essential workers. Revise our laws so businesses have workers they need and families don't wait decades to reunite. It's not only the right thing to do, it's economically smart thing to do. That's why the immigration reform is supported by everyone from labor unions to religious leaders to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Let's get it done once and for all. And he opened that by saying, we want to protect and secure the borders. That was almost a verbatim line. Could you believe that he actually said that, Tim Murtaugh? No, it's amazing. It's what, it's what he and other leftists do, that they, they use sleight of hand to conflate legal immigration, those people who go through the process correctly, and illegal immigration, those people who cross our borders illegally. I mean, he's bragging about the technology that they use at the border, scanners or something, but there was no mention of the two million illegal immigrants who have been encountered breaking the law to enter the country last year, and those were just the ones who were met by law enforcement. We don't know how many actually got in. And when he talks about a pathway to citizenship for illegal immigrants, that's otherwise known as amnesty to a lot of people. And and so this is saying, yeah, you broke our laws to come into this country and you know what? We're not we're not going to do anything about that. We're just going to let you stay and let you become citizens. And he offered no plan to secure the border. He always fails to realize or acknowledge that he has caused he he Joe Biden singularly has caused the border crisis. When he was campaigning for president, he promised all kinds of enticements for people who would make the dangerous journey all the way through Mexico, many times from other countries around the world, to get to our southern border and break the law to enter. He promised amnesty, which he just laid out right there. He promised free health care. He promised work permits. And he promised he wasn't going to deport anyone. He promised he was going to suspend deportation. No wonder people have come flooding to the border. Heck, some of them actually, this is true, some of them actually show up at the border wearing Joe Biden T-shirts. Right. And they tell reporters, I'm coming here because Joe Biden said he's going to let us in. And now he acts like he's the guy who's securing the border? It's, it's insanity. Insanity how he gets, gets away with saying this stuff with a straight face. And, of course, the corporate mainstream media lets him get away with it. Absolutely. It is outrageous and it is stunning. I was happy that a lot of people said, you know what, he missed the mark. But you're right. A lot of people in the mainstream media, I don't know where they were coming from. I heard I heard a couple of them saying, what a dynamic speech. I'm thinking, what speech were they watching? 
Um, when we come back, actually, Tim, could you stay with us for just a few more sure. minutes after the break? Because you're yeah, terrific. Yeah. Fantastic. No when problem. we come back, we're going to talk with Tim Murta, uh, Trump's communication director of 2020, to get his take on the fact that Jen Psaki, when she was asked today, why didn't President Biden talk about Afghanistan and the 13 U.S. service members who were killed there? Oh, he didn't have time. He had a lot to put in the speech. And also, he actually had the audacity to say, we want to fund police as if we're going to forget that two years ago and for the last basically two plus years, they've been saying defund, defund, defund. What are you kidding me? We continue now to talk with the State of the Union address, the highlights and a lot of the lowlights. And we continue with Tim Murta, who was President Trump's 2020 communications director. Um, you know, Tim, what did you make of Jen Psaki saying, well, you know, they just didn't have time to basically fit that in to the State of the Union address? Well, Rita, I think what you're missing is the little known clause in the Constitution, because our, our, our founders, the founders of this great country, did foresee televised State of the Union addresses. And they put in there, it's in the Constitution there, they, they put in a time limit on, on, on televised speeches. So um, I, I think everybody has missed that. So that, I mean, that, that, that can be the only possible explanation. You know, the State right. of the Union address, obviously, obviously there's no time limit on it. And there is so much in there. The president always includes a laundry list of things that he thinks are accomplishments. And sure, some things get cut. But we're talking about the withdrawal from a 20-year war in Afghanistan, the complete withdrawal of American troops, which Joe Biden was very proud of. He was very, very proud of having accomplished that. And we're also talking about the deaths of 13 American service members during the withdrawal. That was a complete and utter disaster as it was going off. For that, to, to say that that got cut because of time – that's absurd. What what they mean is it's not something they want to talk about anymore. Even though they, they tried to claim it as a victory, they know that it is an enormous liability, and Americans were really, really upset when that happened. And in fact, that began uh, – that really cemented his, his spiral downward in the polls. And so it's, it's natural, I guess, politically for them not to want to talk about it. But as the commander-in-chief who made a decision that he was very proud of to withdraw – and I would say that most Americans agreed with the idea that it was time to get America out of Afghanistan. But the way that it was executed was a disaster. It was an embarrassment to this country. It was a failure of support for our allies and the people who had fought alongside us for 20 years in Afghanistan. And to not even honor and mention the 13 dead American service members uh, who died as a result of the chaos over there, It's uh, to me, it's just disgraceful. Yeah, I thought so, too. And as you point out, Tim, I agree with you that it was so poorly done that he doesn't want to spotlight it. It's all about politics. And speaking of politics, Tim Murtaugh, here he was last night. I couldn't believe this. President Biden, during the State of the Union, actually said, oh, we want to fund the police. That, to me, was shocking after they basically let our cities burn in 2020 and never came out and condemned the rioters. There's so many references to where they have actually said defund, 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 defund. It's like they want us to forget about that because the midterms are right here. But I want to play this and get your reaction, Tim. This is him last night talking about the police. I know what works. Investigating crime prevention and community policing. Cops who walk the beat who know the neighborhood, 
and who can restore trust and safety. Let's not abandon our streets or choose between safety and equal justice. Let's come together and protect our communities, restore trust, and hold law enforcement accountable. That's why the Justice Department has required body cameras, banned choke calls, and restricted no-knock warrants for its officers. That's why the American Rescue Plan that you all provided $350 billion that cities, states, and counties can use to hire more police, invest in more proven strategies. Proven strategies like community violence interruption, trusted messengers, breaking the cycle of violence and trauma, and giving young people some hope. We should all agree the answer is not to defund the police. It's to fund the police. Fund them. Fund them. Tim Murtaugh, when I heard that, I thought maybe I was mishearing things. And what a bunch of hogwash, because now we're heading into the midterms. They know that this defund the police strategy is so highly unpopular with the American public, as it should be, because we want to support our law enforcement officers. And he had the audacity to make it sound like. And then I see Nancy Pelosi and Kamala Harris and all these other Democrats clapping. What was your reaction, Tim? Well, I, I just heard John Solomon say that the ideology hasn't changed, but the politics have changed, and, and he's exactly right. Biden obviously knows that his party is off the deep end here with the defund the police movement, which was widespread. This isn't some kind of fringe idea uh, that you know took hold and, and Republicans grabbed onto. This was widespread, and very many uh, high-profile Democrats, including, by the way, Vice President Kamala Harris, who was applauding what Biden just said there last night, and she also helped raise bail money for people who were arrested in the 2020 riots in Minneapolis. Uh, It it was a widespread uh, mantra from Democrats across the country in Washington and elsewhere that defunding the police was the way to go. In fact, Joe Biden himself during the 2020 campaign expressly agreed with the idea during an interview with an activist then and, and the, the the media was desperate to let him off the hook then uh, as well so this this is something that biden knows that his party is in real trouble on and you're right he's looking at the calendar the midterm elections are coming up he knows that his party has already gotten clobbered with this issue over the past couple of years an internal poll for the democrats surfaced and and politico uh, published it that warned the democrats that continuing to talk about defunding the police meant a death sentence for them at the uh, at the voting booth this coming november so that explains that the ideology has changed. The politics and the calendar have changed. And so the proof of this is that immediately following the speech, Congresswoman Cori Bush from Missouri, she tweeted at Biden that she still, no, she means it. She still wants to defund the police. So this is where the left of his party is. And as we have talked about so many times, Biden is beholden to the left. They are the ones who are driving the Democrat agenda. And I can just imagine when Biden walked out of the Capitol and they got back to the White House and were sitting around talking about the speech, they probably thought, yeah, we nailed that one. Boy, we sure did put that to bed. But they didn't because it's what many Democrats still believe. And if they think that that took that issue away, it did not because there's three years of history that show that Democrats are the party of defunding the police. And there's no way that Joe Biden can deliver 30 seconds of one speech and wipe that away.
Absolutely. You're right. It was just shocking. And like you said, it is all on tape. And there are many of them saying that and include, as you pointed out, him basically agreeing again on that activist. I remember seeing that tape. My jaw dropped when he said that. I remember it. He also did not condemn the looting. None of them did. And also Kamala Harris donating to the Minnesota Freedom Fund that was bailing out the looters and the protesters. There's so many of these different layers to it. Um, Tim Murtaugh, thank you so much for being here tonight and your great perspective. And thank you for staying for the second block because I love what you have to say. You have such great insight, Tim, and it's wonderful to have you back here on the Rita Cosby Show. Thank you. Phil, well, thank you, Rita. It's great to talk to you again, and I uh, look forward to the next time. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.